All right, and welcome to Broken Silicon, a PC hardware and gaming podcast. Usually, we talk about new hardware coming out and the latest games, but today it's kind of an emergency episode talking about uh, keeping your hardware working. There's been a lot of people who have had trouble with Radeon drivers lately, and that includes me. That also includes the usual co-host of Broken Silicon, my brother Dan, and many people in my Discord, many people on YouTube. I saw Hardware Unbox talking about it. I mean, basically every tech tuber has talked about these Radeon driver issues, and in the meantime, there's been a lot of solutions proposed and even more complaining done, but I think it would be useful as we go into the weekend to have a quick guide that actually solves your problems. Now, there'll be some backstory and a guest to talk about this in a second, but I get frustrated when a YouTube video doesn't get to the solution right away. So we're already a minute into this, and I think uh, I'd like to just open with that. Now, before I say the solution, I will say this, that this is not for people who aren't having issues, obviously, and this is not for people who jumped around and uh, tried one thing and that thing. This is for people that are still having issues, especially, uh, even if it's just like a crash every other day. Like, this is for you so that you can just play games this weekend. And along with that, I have to say, make sure nothing's overclocked or undervolted, or outside of standard operating specs because, I mean, it could just be that. I know you might think, you might think that your system's been stable for 24-7, but maybe it's not. And so if you want to make sure it's the drivers that are the problem, before you blame AMD drivers, you got to set everything to stock settings. And the reason I especially bring up that preface is... A lot of people have upgraded recently. They've gone from whatever chipset or CPU they had before to a new CPU or a new GPU. Even if your RAM overclock, your i7 overclock was stable for a year straight, if you switch GPUs, it actually can mess with the stability a little bit. And with the same goes for any other component you switch out. These all share the same power supply. There is voltage being regulated among the entire system. I've had this many times. I like to overclock to the edge and it'll be stable for a year. And then I get like a 50% stronger graphics card or even just 20%. And what I thought was a stable CPU overclock is not stable anymore. So again, make sure that's stock. All right, here we go. Let's go to the solution. So, first of all, make sure your motherboard BIOS is up to date. Uh, that's step number one. All right, so as long as your motherboard BIOS is updated, move to step two. Download DDU. There will be a link in the description and uninstall all Radeon drivers. This, this means not just, uh, I mean, all AMD drivers. That means not just Radeon, but also chipset, audio, nuke it. Get rid of all the AMD installs. That's what you have to do. And then step three, install driver 19.10.2. Reboot, make sure it's fully installed. And I don't know, maybe reboot one more time. After that, you just tell Windows 10 Update Center to update missing drivers on its own and let it go. Everything should be stable after that. And I've tested with people in the Discord. I've reached out to my YouTube community, got several people respond saying, hey, now it works. You know, maybe they'll say my old overclock doesn't work anymore, but I can play my games again. The black screens are gone. And uh, so this is when I will introduce my guest. Uh, that That's what, you, well, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? 
I am the admin of a Facebook group called AMD PC Builders and um, Community. Um, I also mod for AMD Hardware um, on Facebook. My name is Kevin Tennen, and I do a lot of work with the community helping with these issues, things like that. Um, I have discovered that if you do the clean install, it works really well. And if you want to work with me with your Navi card, come see me in the community. If you have problems with Vega, come see me in the community. Yeah, and, and that's something to mention, too. And we'll have links in the description for how they can reach out to you. Um, but what what's really worth pointing out is I have a Radeon 7. My brother has a Vega 56. Technically, a launch one flashed a Vega 64, but it's still launch BIOSes either way. And I have tons of people in the Discord for Moore's Law is Dead who have had trouble with all different types of AMD cards. I think there's been a lot of people... I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but saying maybe maybe Navi is an unstable architecture or whatever. It's certainly the newest one. It seems to be most likely to have issues. But I have I can't get any like driver, at least that I've tried. Maybe one does work right after 19.10.2 to work with my Radeon 7. So it's not like this is some if if Navi has a hardware issue, it's not show it's there's really no proof right i guess that's what i'll say is it seems like all different types of radeon users seem to have problems would it isn't that what you would say kevin yeah there is radeon users that have problems in general people that have had cards for a while and what i have seen is so many different things but this what he had described at the beginning of this video is pretty much well how to get around all of it then you can also go into like um, PBO. Sometimes we'll mess with it on mm. AMD boards. Mm. Um, other things. It's why I guess um, there's just a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that that's kind of the point, right? Like I I saw like for instance I don't know if it was Cortex or Adore I think probably both were like oh turn off enhanced sync turn off hardware acceleration I've heard some people say turn off Gen 4 SSD turn it down to Gen 3 if you have an X570 motherboard I've heard people say turn off PBO but it's like if you're someone who just got home from work on a Friday and you're having these issues still and you want to play games it's like am I really gonna ask people to go through 20 steps? And toggle 20 different things and reboot 20 times. Because that's what you really have to do. If it's enhanced sync, you have to turn it off, reboot, to make sure it's a scientific test. And then if that doesn't work, then you have to turn off the other thing. And then what if it's a combination of two of them? And for me, it's like, look, guys, I really think this problem, these Radeon driver problems, are just going to be gone in about a month, probably. It's rare any of these big companies have these problems sit around for a while. And so I think in the meantime... Just follow these steps if you want to play games, because I have a feel. Well, AMD has certainly noticed the complaints. I'll say that, <laughs> and uh, they will probably just fix everything within a month. So just do this if you want to play games. That's kind of my opinion, at least. Yeah, whenever you go into the drivers, disable everything. Um, I've been testing with everything enabled on Vega. On the newest set, the 20.1.3, I've been streaming with it today. Um, 
only Breakpoint was crashing, and of course, Breakpoint mm. always crashes. <laughs> yeah, so. I know that. Yeah, I think I played the beta for that, and I couldn't play for more than a minute without it crashing. <laughs> but outside of that, Battlefield Five, I did mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for about twenty minutes. Red Dead Redemption, Redemption for about twenty minutes, thirty minutes, straight through with the streaming using the um, Radeon um, Relive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I've uh, Battlefield Five is actually what I used to test it. It would always crash a bad driver within five minutes of playing an online game for me at least, you know. Um, and I gotta I gotta agree, none of this like it never was relive, it never was enhanced sync or any of that. And and I guess actually let me say this too, I've seen a lot of people, whether it's Vega owners, Polaris owners, or navi owners say they haven't had any issues so i i really don't think most people have a problem and but but yet this is very prevalent compared to usual uh problems that i'm and and i guess let me say this too uh, you always see I, i always see fanboys point out like uh oh if you go to the amd reddit there's always a few posts about drivers and it's like well, that's true of the NVIDIA Reddit, too, you guys. There's always people complaining about drivers in all of these Reddits, and it's always the overwhelming minority. So keep that in mind that, and the reason I bring this up is it might not be the drivers. Just keep that in mind, people. That's why I say you have to uh, not overclock anything if you're if you're going to point fingers at the driver. Yeah, um, I get inboxed in my private messaging from a lot of NVIDIA users with black screens. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of times it's just DDU and reinstall and they go. And then I get other NVIDIA users because they'll be like, oh, well, I've never had a problem, never anything. But you're one case. You're not exactly 10,000 that are having problems. <laughs> yeah. And um, I will say this, too. There's just been in general problems the past six months with Windows updates, no matter what owner you are. I, I had so many blue screens quarter three of 2019 with my 6700k rig Uh, it was ridiculous and i've seen similar black screen issues reported recently with nvidia cards on amd systems as well so i think what's going on right now is a combination of a few things Uh, first of all microsoft needs to get their shit together this the stuff they're doing with these rolling out of windows updates is i think it's gotten a little better recently but it's still just such a prevalent issue additionally i think there's something with x570 and some of these newer amd chipsets where they're not I don't know. I've actually been rock solid 24-7 stable with the latest with, with the steps I said to follow. Um, I haven't had any problems all year, but and I mean January and February, but I've been using 19.10.2 <laughs> for like four months. But so I guess, yeah, what I'm saying is there's a lot of new components coming out now. Things are a lot more interesting in the hardware space than they were a couple of years ago. And Windows, Microsoft updates need to be held accountable. AMD's drivers with their new architecture, they need to, they need to get a driver team as big as NVIDIA if they're going to become as big of a company or if they want to. And uh, just all of these other new things coming out now, I just think a lot of these companies need to start putting in more effort for drivers. I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Um, the good old gamer um, said it best the other day. If you're having problems... Turn off any startup programs that are starting. Um, 
clean install your drivers. Um, last dish effort is to go to an older driver or um, and then if that doesn't work, format and see if that does it. But I mean, there's tons of stable AMD drivers out there to use. You don't have to use the newest driver unless, I mean, it's a yeah. game. That, that's such a good point, too, is that, and I, and I was actually looking through some of the drivers, and I, actually, I think 19.10.2 added like an 8% or 10% performance increase to AMD for the Outer Worlds and a few other AAA games, and am I, am I, there's not that many AAA games that have come out since November, really, on PC that I can remember, so, I mean, there's some really cool new features in the new catalyst drivers or whatever they call them now adrenaline i guess drivers um but like for instance while i was trying 20.1.3 the other night uh it lets me overclock my monitor to 159 hertz and there's no artifacting like there used to be whenever i would try it a while ago and so yeah it'd be really cool if i uh (laughs) could uh use the new monitor overclocking because it just seems to work better with the newest drivers but the fact is it just wasn't stable for me unfortunately so all those things in adrenaline are cool but if you just want to play games i would ask do you really need them and i guess that's what you're saying the good old gamer set as well right like do why do you have and i've and i've heard that too from people too like when i've advised them dude just go back to these drivers they were working weren't they you were getting good frame rates what do you care what the actual percentage or you know, features are. And there are some people that just insist on always using the newest drivers. And I'm not so sure that's usually a good idea. Being a part of the community like I am, I always go to the new ones, but I always revert back. Mm-hmm. If Even if they work, I'll revert back because I have a specific driver set that I like mm-hmm. that lets me overclock my Vega very far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I stay, and each driver set I'll test, and I get a variance and overclock from ten to thirty um, on the last number. So like seventeen fifty, I'll get down to seventeen twenty on the on the. I think it would be P seven boost on Vega, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's. I mean, every driver set's been different for overclocking. Um, that's also something if you like to overclock. Um, if you're getting black screens, that's the driver saying, Hey, you're pushing your clocks too far. Mm-hmm. You might me. I'm not too much into thermal limitations. My GPU never gets over 38 C. So, yeah. Well, so I guess that's what we'll say is you're working with people to see what newer drivers work. I, I tried following, you know, <laughs> as methodical as I could last night. I, I wasn't going to because, to be honest, I don't like reinstalling things on my PC because it's constantly rendering videos and stuff. But I figured it'd only be fair if I tried. And for me, it's still 19.10.2. And so I guess I'll just reiterate it again. Guys. Make sure you think about what programs you've installed recently. Make sure nothing's overclocked because I know you might think it's not that, but it could be. And then after that, make sure your BIOS for your motherboard is updated. Run a DDU of all AMD software, not just Radeon. Nuke the drivers. Then install 19.10.2 and then reboot. And then tell Windows Update Center to look for driver updates on its own. Don't install anything else unless, again, there's some, like, you don't have audio or something, I guess, right? But I don't think that's usually a thing anymore. And, yeah, and then you're good. And 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 I haven't had a single person say it doesn't work. Specifically, I've had several Navi people say this. 
while this wasn't perfect, it certainly is substantially more stable than what they were dealing with before. And yeah, the new features are nice, but I don't know. I would hope you you just want to play games at the end of the day, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, me too, but <laughs> I think... Uh, but so, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? I think we covered pretty much everything. If you guys want to come join um, me in Facebook, um, I'm going to have him leave a Discord link if you're a Navi owner. Mm. So if mm. you want to help me test the newer drivers and figure out what's going on, come join the fun. We'll figure it out, and we'll just find out the common issue because I highly doubt that it's just one. Yeah, uh, exactly, which is why I put this list together, because it sounds like this is going to take a lot of effort and time to figure out, and uh, whatever we find out, we'll you know, update everyone when we have it, but in the meantime, you have this, and again, also remember it's a ticking clock, AMD is not going to tolerate this, I, at least I hope not, and so they'll probably just have a bunch of updates in a month for everything anyways, and, and that's when I'm going to try it and I'll tell everyone when it works for me because I've had particularly bad luck with recent drivers for the past two months outside of the one I just like using of course um, I guess let me add this then I did actually jot down two reader mails if you have five minutes um, blokes writes in and he says I would like to remind that both RDNA and Turing have had shitty launches the wacky bizarreties with RDNA Hardware decoding crashes, which actually I never had that. It just either the app supported Navi decoding or not. Uh, some people getting random black screens aren't quite as good as the Turing ones where your $1,200 do graphics card just would up and die on you. Actually, I remember that. I remember there was a massive reliability problem with the launch 2080 Ti's. And I also do remember they had some pretty weird bugs in the beginning too. And I bring up this reader mail because I just want to remind everyone... I switched to AMD graphics. I switched from a 560 Ti to a 6950 in 2000. Would have had to have been 2012. And uh, the reason I did is because it was like this. Fermi's drivers, and I'll have a link in the description, were notoriously unstable. And yet, it seemed like no one covered that back then. And that's why it just... It does annoy me to have to talk about this with AMD and then solve the issues quickly when... I mean, there were like a, there was a year where I had to switch between drivers for every game with Fermi, and I was just fed up with it. And so it's not like this is an AMD only issue, but I and, and but at the same time, I will say this: my laptop has an NVIDIA graphics card, and I don't have any issues, um, to my surprise, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, if this were to continue with uh, AMD drivers for the next year, and then Ampere came out 100% stable, I'll just tell you guys, I'll switch to Ampere because this is ridiculous. And this is the reason I switched to AMD. I, I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that, Kevin, with like driver problems you've had in the past? Um, really, the last major problem I ever had was back, they actually had a group that um, made an actual driver. They're the Omega team. Mm hmm. So last time I really had a driver problem. Oh, okay. I remember that. Whenever I installed 2020, I had problems. I formatted my system, installed 2020 again, and I've been updating and helping people since. Mm -hmm. um, I, Can you speak to any other things besides Radeon drivers, though? 
Yeah, I had a GTX 1070 before my Vega 64. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Driver updated one night. Um, next day, I power on my computer, and the thing flared up like a fire. Oh, that's was it EVGA? Yep, that was a thing back then. It happened with Fermi, too, by the way. Fermi was worse, though. Uh, yeah, again, and again, so it annoys me. It really doesn't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just my perception, but like all of these problems pop up. Most people actually aren't having problems with their Radeon drivers. And yet every TechTuber tech site has to like talk about how bad AMD drivers are all of a sudden. And it just seemed like people ignored the fact that there were NVIDIA graphics cards that were fucking lighting on fire. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't get this double standard towards AMD. They need better PR people, though. I don't know. Maybe they need to uh, have better salespeople talking to the tech sites. But yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm saying, though, is this isn't the first time I've had to deal with some pre I've never had anything light on fire on my PC. Let me say that, though. That scared me to death. I mean, outside of that, I like the 1070. The one Besides feature- the lighting on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one thing, I run triple monitors. I like to extend my monitors. And you turn surround off, you have to turn two monitors back on. Um, I know that there's software that fixes it. I know that the software has a watermark and you can use it for free. If you don't want the watermark, you have to pay money for this software. And then an AMD, I can set it per game. And it just opens right up into iFinity. I can play my racing games, no problems. Exit, and it goes right back into extended mode. Um, yeah, AMD's always been ahead of multi-monitor support. Um, well, Pascal, um, that's what attracted me to getting the 1070. I was like, okay, well, they've, they're advertising surround. They're advertising this. Their entire user base is just so like loyal to them. I'm like... Why not? I went from an R290 to a 1070. And then that 1070, four months, caught on fire, four months. After a month of not even touching it, staying on my R290, because I kept it for a backup. I didn't even touch it. And then I was like, well, let me go ahead because I'm doing more stuff on CUDA with development and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that trial ran out and they wanted 150 bucks for the mental ray. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not paying that. Um, let's see what AMD has to offer. And I went back to Vega nine months of 1070. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, and, and it's little things like that that have made me stay on AMD for a while, too. Like Wattman, for instance. I know everyone will oh, just use MSI Afterburner. But I don't know. I like the ease of use of having the overclocking software just built into the drivers. And I like that it can auto-apply when it boots up. People might not know this, but Afterburner can be buggy. Afterburner cannot boot up properly. I've had systems where it just won't. It just won't start. It won't start with Windows. And it won't apply correctly. And then it's like it's another thing I have to check. And I just like having one overclock maybe a little less aggressive than if I used Afterburner. But it's just always applied. It's always on. I don't need to use different overclocks for different games. I can tell it to if I want to, actually. But I can just have one thing, and I switch between mining. I switch between, you know, rendering. I switch to a game, and it's just always on in the drivers. And that it's, it's so annoying because I really pair it with Cortex said a couple months ago that 
I can't honestly recommend NVIDIA cards right now just because AMD's driver stack is so superior all of a sudden. And then one month after that, we have to deal with this. It, AMD isn't doing themselves any favors. Yeah, they're not. And that's why, you know, we all need to work together as a community to get them the proper information. Yeah. And fix it because everybody's hitting them. Well, they're not working. They're not working. I mean, you get 10,000 or 100,000 or a million emails, you know, for a company as small as AMD in comparison to NVIDIA or Intel. Mm -hmm. You get all these people, and that's pretty much it. They can't, they can't pinpoint the issue. So we work together, help them pinpoint it, to find the drivers that work for everybody, get them on that, and then us advanced users go in and start learning. Yeah, there's definitely more of a community. I will say, though, that this excuse doesn't really work for AMD in my eyes anymore. They used to be a company where it's like, ah, you know, we're so scrappy and we'll sell you these cards for half the price. But, hey, they're not selling them for half the price anymore. And their stock price is, uh, well, quadrupled in, <laughs> in a year or something in one or two years. So I will say they have more money now. They're charging more for some of their products. And I don't think it's unfair. I've said that. But at the same time... If you're going to charge more money, AMD, put it to good use. <laughs> yeah, I say probably give them time because, remember, they just came out of the red. They had to lease their own building back to them. They had to sell it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're just getting their head above water. Let them get their head above waters. And, I mean, I am so looking forward to 4K Navi. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be good. I, I will say this too that that reminds me. Like I saw someone in. Uh, I just had a forum cop video come out, and the second half was about Radeon drivers. And someone in the comments said, "What made you change your mind about Radeon drivers?" And I just laughed. I'm like, I didn't change my mind about anything. I'm saying I got a 5700 for a review a month after it came out. I didn't have any issues, and I haven't had any issues until December. It's not me changing my mind. The situation changed, and it can change, just like your 1070 lit on fire. <laughs> yep. And it's just like hardware and box. He said through his whole video he had one issue, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. everybody was flipping out on him. I'm like, why are you mad at this guy? This guy's saying, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I know. Yes, he said drivers, but, I mean, that's because but that's But it's what now. And, and that's the problem is I feel as a, you know, someone with somewhat of a platform now, it's I have to be very careful when I report problems because people are going to extrapolate it, you know, whatever. And again, let me reiterate, update your BIOS, DDU everything, install 19.10.2. That's it. There's no need to complain about these drivers. I just told you how to solve it in 10 minutes. So... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I guess the last thing I'll bring up here is I have one more reader mail. Carbon Cry writes in and he says, does P100, so, you know, the highest tier HBM version of Pascal, have similar inaccuracy issues as Volta? And does this inaccuracy occur with FP64 calculations? What is the characteristics of these issues? What workloads are more effective? So did you, I'm curious, did you hear about those Volta machine, uh, what was it, learning issues? Um, no, I don't really watch the very top tiers. I watch the gaming mostly. So, so you remember though? I, it was interesting because I remember Vega fourteen nanometer came out near the end of twenty seventeen. Well, not really near the end. I guess quarter three of twenty seventeen, 
And then I remember it was like, whoa, AMD now has an eight gigabyte HBM card. But then a couple months later, kind of out of nowhere, NVIDIA just announces Titan Volta, a 12 gigabyte HBM2 card on some insanely huge die that has like, I think, 120 teraflops for machine learning, like absolutely monstrous, huge card. And I remember that was, you know, usually I, I get really annoyed when people say Titan cards aren't for gaming. I'm like, fuck, yes, they are. People are buying Titan cards for gaming. Bullshit. But that Titan Volta was three grand. And I when I saw it could do a hundred and like, you know, because like Vega Liquid did like 25 teraflops of FP16, I believe. And Volta was capable of like, I don't know, remember, it was like 30 or something, and then 120 for machine learning applications. And I'm like, yeah, so I guess this Titan is for machine learning and AI research. But then it came back two months later that the, I think the professional version worked, but that the Titan Volta had a 10% uh, miscalculation rate when running deep learning workloads for some programs. I'm like, a 10% error rate? You can't have any errors. And there were several institutes that said they had to underclock it by like 20% to the point that it wasn't really better than the professional Pascal card, at least not for the price. <laughs> and it's just something I, I, I only bring that up because it has somewhat to do with drivers and problems and stuff. And, you know, that type of stuff is just... I don't know. Ridiculous. I guess you didn't know about that, but now the more you know, right? Yeah, I always like learning. That's something I always tell everybody. I don't know everything, but I love to learn. Well, and and that also applied to mining. You know, during the mining boom of 2018, uh, I almost bought a Titan Volta for mining because it did do like 85 mega hash and every other card was doing 30 to 40. And... Then I saw that it had like a 10% error rate in mining as well. And I'm like, what? So this is clearly some problem with the card, mining and AI research. What's going on? It clearly was clocked 10% higher than it should have been or something. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I just threw that out there as an interesting tidbit at the end there. But um, I think that I think that about does it for this episode. It was supposed to be a quick rushed 35.5 Broken Silicon episode to help people over the weekend. Do you have anything else to add? I think you've already plugged yourself. You'll send me your information, right, so I can put it in the description. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for reaching out uh, because I, you really encouraged and uh, inspired me to like say, you know what, can we just make a list for people to solve their problems? So yeah, thank you for that. And I guess, here, go ahead. Any last words or things you want to say? Um. No, I'm really appreciated that you actually responded. Most of the other YouTubers I've reached out to have just kind of been like, uh, whatever, you know. So to me, it kind of makes me look think that they want to report the negative, make as much money as they can off of it, and then release the fix. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with reporting something is easy and gets clicks. And I don't even mean it negatively in that. It, like, literally, like, it does get clicks. Yeah, it does. The, the thing that really annoys me is when I see people go, ah, hardware acceleration is a waste of time. This is a waste of time. That's a waste of time. And it's like, well, are we sure it's even hardware acceleration? I mean, it might work with another driver, and it does. And I'm showing you guys it does. And that means it's not hardware acceleration, really. That's just a symptom of a buggy driver. And you're kind of reporting the wrong thing, even though that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, well, it says in the list hardware acceleration. I run hardware acceleration, no problems. Yeah, 
Well, I hope we helped all you guys. We hope you're having a good weekend. And uh, yeah, I think that'll about do it. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Yep, no problem, man. Thank you very much for having me. The following podcast was brought to you by the YouTube channel and website Moore's Law is Dead. Moore's Law is Dead and Broken Silicon are trademarks of their creator, Tom. That guy is me, and I am indeed the creator, editor, writer, and showrunner of Moore's Law is Dead podcast, videos, articles, and other media. However, Moore's Law is Dead is a team with Broken Silicon co-hosted by my brother, Dan, audio editing by Gerard Cortez, and select technical editing by Carbon Cry. You can find all of our information, including how to get a hold of us, at www.moreslawsdead.com. And if you are a fan and would like to send mail or other hardware, please mail parcels to Moore's Laws Dead, P.O. Box 10468, Peoria, Illinois, 61612. And speaking of fans, without exaggeration, the patrons are solely responsible for the continued distribution of the content you just listened to. And so if you have some extra money, but only if you do, please consider supporting us. For just $2 a month, you get access to the exclusive podcast Die Shrink, voting on subjects of future podcast episodes, the ability to have your questions read aloud on Broken Silicon Die Shrink and Loose Ends, and of course the Moore's Law is Dead Discord full of like-minded people who would love to meet you. I am one of them. The Discord is only at $1, and at higher tiers, you get access to ad-free episodes of Broken Silicon, the back catalog of Flyover States podcast, thanks in the credits of videos and podcasts and other perks as well. And if you cannot afford to support us, please just share Moore's Law's Dead videos and podcasts with friends and family on social media and Reddit. And give Broken Silicon and Flyover States a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All of this really does help so much more than I think anyone realizes. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast or a person of interest who would like to be a guest, please reach out to the email address mlhbdead at gmail.com. But as I said, this podcast would not be possible without its fans supporting it. And so now it is time to give a personal thanks to the greatest of the fans. The following supporters are at the 10 gigahertz or higher producer levels. Bootman, Hunter Drake, Dean, Benny Berlin, Justin Yant, Thomas Rupp, I Love You, Lennon Jim, Bollocks, Jordan Betcher, Mohammed Alkawari, Carbon Cry, Prime Tech TV, Justin Parrish, Zachary Martin, Terrence Herod, Call Marco, Phil S., Thyrister, The Ninth Dude, Greg Renegar, John Bible, Christian Teen, Night Rogue 77, The Mechanical Philosopher, Lebo Kinkilo, Fatboy Diesel, Derek Evans, Matthew McMullen, Christoph Novak, Neil X01, Matt Salem, Aaron Close, Sexy, Scott Schoep, Frederick Lau, Richter Cohagen, Alethros, Telos, Kaiden, Greg T. Wanchuk, Jacob Barber, Exoti, Whiny Care Bear, Matthew Lane, Paul Jones, Jan Rauner, Robert Ducks, Michael Costa, Allie Robertson, Gordon Lamb, Sadler Sadler, and Drita Full. Of course, thank you to Sahara for the music.